morning, uh, I want to talk about what's first. What's first? What is first? I know in my life, uh, at times, I've been out of kilter and I've had some really odd things first. Of course, we're called, I'm getting ready to read the scripture, we're called to have God first always. And we see people say that, we, we, we hear it, we see God first. And even when I didn't have God first, I always say, well, God first, you know, because that's kind of, we know that's where, it's, where God's supposed to be. But sometimes we get out of balance. Sometimes we get out of balance. And again, me commenting on how good yesterday was in college football, uh, I'll, I'll just be honest with you, at one time in my life, College football may have been first in me as far as my emotions throughout the week. I love it. I still love it, but I don't get as wrapped up. And it does not affect me emotionally like it used to because I have uh, things that are more important in my life. At one time, believe it or not, and those that have played golf with me recently wouldn't believe it, but one time golf probably was number one in my life. It's what I wanted to do. Nothing wrong with golf. I still love to play golf. But at one time, that's kind of what I lived for, was to go play golf. And when things went real well on the golf course, things were really good with me. And when things went really bad on the golf course, I could dump a set of clubs in a lake. Not that I did that. Actually, I did. Or close. Uh... Yeah. Man, I had a good round going that day. <laughs> and then I didn't. But again, it's what's really important to us. What's important to us? That's what I want to talk about this morning. What is important to us? I'm going to read from Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 3. Then God spoke these words. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, Again, just thank you for allowing us to be here this morning to worship you. Lord, thank you for Megan and, and her song and the, and, and the talent that you have given her, Lord. Thank you for uh, her family, Lord. Thank you for our wonderful church family. Lord, again, just thank you for that scripture, Lord. And I just pray that uh, this morning that your words flow through me, Lord, and, and the folks here and the folks listening online, they receive the message that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Again, sometimes things can get out of kilter in our lives. It happens for me still. But what I can assure you of, there's going to be something or someone that occupies the first place in your life. Something's going to be there. What is it? 
Again, I shared a couple things from my life. There's been other times when it's been other things. But daily, we're supposed to put God in His rightful position, which is first in our life, the center of our life. You see, it's important for us to know who's in the first place. It gives us balance. It helps us become who God intends us to be. See, this is the gist of the first commandment, which I just read. God wants to tell us that He must be first in our life. That everything we do needs to be for His glory, not for ours. But in doing this, this morning, I want to talk about the three R's, and not the one I, ones I use, not reading, right? Not, not those three R's, R's, but it's actually God's requirement, God's reason, and our response. So as I go through this message, think about what God requires of us, why He requires it of us, and how we should be responding. You see, God's requirement is very simple. He demands first place in our life. In every area of our life, He wants to be first. Whether we're at work, whether we're at play, whether we're singing, everything we, need, we do needs to be for the glory of God. We need to have Him there in that rightful first place. That doesn't mean we don't care about other things, because we do and we should. It doesn't mean we shouldn't have other activities. We should, but no matter what we're doing, we should be looking at God first. You see, God alone is worthy of our love and our devotion. And when I talk about other gods that we put first, other gods we put first, I know there's only one true God. And we worship Him. We worship Him every Sunday morning. We, hopefully we worship Him every single day. But the idols, the things that we put first in our life become our gods. Those are the things that really direct our path. They make us who we are. So when we get those things back, we need to remember we've got to put God first. He requires it of us. You see, our God is a person. He's a relationship that we have to have. In order for the rest of our life to fall in place, we have to have that relationship with Him. You see, because whatever we make first in our life is our God. You see, human beings by nature are religious. We're religious beings. We'll find someone or something to worship. If something's not working out, we'll find something else to worship. In the wilderness, people found something else to worship. In our daily lives, we find other things to worship, other things that we place more importance on than we do our relationship with God. But to give the worship that He deserves, again, He has to be first. Some of the other things that can be put first in our life is just the God of pleasure, the God of making us happy. If that's the number one thing in our life is to find pleasure, we're going to look for things in the wrong places. We're going to fall into things that we don't need to fall into. It could be it could be drugs, it could be any kind of substance, it could be sexual, it could be sports, it could be entertainment, it could be anything. Anything that we place ahead of God for our own pleasure is an idol. It could be the God of possessions. We fall into what we have, what we can accumulate, what we can keep. 
And if we're starting to worship those things, then that's taking the place of God. Not that God don't want us to have things. He, he, he loves for us to have joy and loves for us to, 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 to be able to, to have things that, that, that we need and some things that we like. But we can't put those things ahead of our relationship with God. We can't put keeping and accumulating stuff in head of, ahead of our relationship with God. Another thing we've got to watch out for is the God of personal worth. When we put our personal worth ahead of our relationship with Christ, whatever gives us that personal worth, for some people it may be a golf score that gives us that personal worth. It may be hitting a three-point shot that gives us a personal It may be your job that gives you that personal worth. If you have to be successful in some area of your life to think you belong to something, that's your God, that's your idol. When we put God first, that doesn't mean that we can't strive to do the best anymore. He wants us to do the best that we can, but we've got to put our faith in Him, not in what we do. We have to put our faith in Him, not in what we do. He has to be in control of our life. Because whatever's controlling our life, is that's what our God is. It could be the God of plans and projects. I, I love having plans. I, I, I actually... Am a planner. Sometimes it don't look like it, but I, I have very I have methods I go through. And when I get off kilter, I get out of sorts. And sometimes I let those things when things don't go exactly right, like maybe this morning. Sometimes I let those things get to me. When we do those methods, those rituals we go through to get ready to do something that's very worthy, can be our God. Again, there's nothing wrong with having plans and projects. We need to stay busy. We need to stay busy. We need to be doing things that God's created us to do. But we can't let those things occupy where God should be. You see, the list is actually practically endless. I can ask each person this morning what gets in the way of their relationship with God, and it's going to be different for all of us. And again, for some of us, it can be different at different parts of our life. That's what God requires of us, is to remove whatever is number one in our life and have Him first. That's the requirement. And there's reason. You see, God has a reason. God could make this demand on Israel because He had paid the price for them. He had purchased them into Himself, and they were His. He chose them. He loved them. He delivered them. And He blessed them. That's how God could have that requirement on Israel. He blessed them. Think about those blessings that He bestowed upon Israel, and then think about how He's blessed us. If you want reason, think about how He blessed us. Jesus came down from heaven. He came down from heaven for us. He endured poverty. He endured hardship. He was rejected by the very people He was trying to save. He was beaten, he was spit on, he was mocked, he was humiliated, he was tortured, he was crucified, he died. He loves us. He loves us. He calls us. He calls us his family. We are children of God. 
not because of anything that we've done on our own, not because of any project or any sport or anything we've done, but because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. We are in relationship with God. And that's the order things should be in. When we look at what Christ did for us, what Christ still does for us in our lives today, He still loves us. He still calls us. He receives us. He saves us. He's cleansed us. He has adopted us. He keeps us. If that's not enough reasons, I don't know what is. I can give you more. I can give you more, but He has been so good to us. Again, without Him, where would you be? Without Him, where would I be? Don't you think someone who came down from heaven, who was beaten, mocked, tortured, and died, don't you think they deserve first place in our life? Don't you think He, de- he, he has earned the exclusive number one in our life to worship? Those are the reasons. And again, plus many more that I could name. But now it's up to us. We know what God requires, and we know why. But it's how we respond that really matters. It's how we respond. He did those things for us before we even loved Him. He loved us first. It's our response that matters. And there's only two possible ways that we can respond. We can continue to place everything else in the world in front of Him. We can continue to live a life where we're the center of it. Or where something else is the center of it. Or we can do what He demands of us. We can place Him in the center. And everything that we do, we can do to honor and glorify Him. To do this, we're going to live a blessed life. Again, a couple of weeks ago I talked about uh, how Romans 8.28 says that all things work to the good for those who love the Lord and call to His purpose. That don't mean that all things in our lives are good. They're not. There's some things that are bad. There's some things that cause us pain. But even those things God can use for the good. Even our experiences in the past that we thought we were going through struggles that for no reason at all we can look back on and see how we grew. How we grew to become more like Him. Again, we can place Him first in our life. That doesn't mean we won't have any struggles, but as long as we're living for Him As long as we're living for Him, our lives are going to work out a whole lot better. As long as our number one priority, and no matter what we're doing, is to become more like Jesus Christ. I've been listening to a Zach Williams song uh, over and over again, and over, because I'm a creature of habit. And I need to remind myself of this. And John 3.30 says that we must become less and he must become greater. See, there's no way we make God greater. He's always 
he's already he's already great but we have to make him that much in our life we must become less the things that are important to us that don't matter to our relationship with Christ need to become less so he's bigger in our life that's what he's talking about there and that song says uh, less of me and more like Jesus if we can live every day to be more like Jesus and less like me. Man, wouldn't the world be a great place if we could all do that? Again, as, as you look at your heart this morning, what's first there? What is first there? I can't answer that for you. Again, I can tell you what God requires. And I can tell you the reason He requires it. But now it's up to us. What are we going to do with it? Who are we going to place there? What's going to be number one in our life? Are you ready to respond? Are you ready to be less like me and more like Jesus? If you've never made that decision to put Christ number one in your life and start living your life for Him, this morning will be a perfect opportunity to do it. Whether you're here, you're listening online, or maybe you've been on this Christian journey for a while and things keep creeping in to the number one place in your life. Things keep creeping in. Your response may be, man, I've got to put Jesus back number one in my life. I've got to put him in the center of everything I do. I have to be less like me and more like Jesus if I'm going to become the being that Christ died for, that Christ died for, that he loved so much. Again, I have to be less like me. If I try to do it on my own, it's pretty discouraging. But if I try to put it in Jesus' hands, he can do some wonderful things. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for, uh, for being here with us, Lord. Thank you for, uh, for coming and dying for our sins, Lord. And, and thank you for uh, wanting to be the center of our lives. Thank you for calling us your children. Lord, I just pray that this morning that each person that hears this message Lord, they desire to be more like you every day. They desire to put you in first place of their life. It's all in Jesus' name. Amen.